I'm Josh Gasser. And I am Jordan Taylor. Welcome to A Shot of Whiskey Season 2, Episode 8. But before we get to our esteemed guest today, I'm proud to tell you all that the <laughs> un, that Underdog Fantasy is our newest partner. And on top of that, I've got even better news. They are still currently running a promo for all new users. The easiest way for you to get in on this special is by downloading their app and using my code ASOW24. If you've already registered and haven't deposited, you can still use the promo. So stop tripping, get on over there and join in right now. Joining us today is, as I mentioned, the very esteemed Badger great, Badger alum, McDonald's All-American, uh, big all Big Ten first team, currently doing some work with the Big Ten Network along with, I'm sure, plenty of lawn care. The one and only Brian Butch, man. Brian, appreciate you joining us, man. <laughs> Hold on, you gotta fill me in on the lawn care. What I missed, JT. <laughs> listen, listen. This is this is so a quick quick story for everybody before we jump into our analysis. I got the I got the chance to play with Brian in summer league, my rookie year in Atlanta, and we went out to lunch after one of the practices. And this man went and told me about how he was so excited to get home and mow his lawn and do and do all the lawn care. <laughs> Here I am. I'm a, I'm a 20. I'm a 22 year old fresh out of college. I'm in Atlanta. I'm looking. I'm like, where the girls at, man? And this dude talking about some lawn care. And that's when I knew that I was nowhere near close to being an adult. <laughs> yes, fair, fair, fair. I had to take care of it. I had mouths to feed. Now I got three little ones. Exactly. Life is good, though, man. Life is good. That's beautiful, man. How are the little ones? They're good. They're good. We got five, three, and one-year-old, and uh, loving life, Ooh. man. Going all over the place, calling games, and uh, working with the Badger Sports Radio Network. So Matt LaPay, I get to hang with him uh, a good amount of the games. I do about probably I'll do about eighty to eighty-five percent of the games on the radio. Charlie Wills will fill in for the rest when I've got some TV stuff, and uh, I've loved it. It's been great. It's been it's been a great opportunity for me to get back with the team. Um, and really kind of be a part of the team. You know, when you're doing TV, you're just – you're off by your side. Like, it's 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 a weird dynamic. I love that side of it. Uh, I love the TV side of it. Uh, but it's been fun to be able to get around uh, the team and, and feel like you're part of what they're doing, too, this year. So, it's been a, it's been a, a nice change. Speaking of being around the team, tough loss last night. Uh, go down after a 19-point lead. We don't got to recap all of the – all of the horrific, uh, the the horrific side of that, but break down what you saw last night from the team. Was there anything that crept in last night that you haven't seen much of this year? Well, we haven't seen turnovers, guys. I mean, that's been the re- I mean, if we're just being honest, turnovers and shot selects were kind of poor, especially in the second half. They didn't get the ball down low. They didn't get to the free throw line. Those are two things. Points of the paints. They've been dynamite this year. Like they've found a way to get the ball in there in different ways, right? Like Big Steve or Tyler. But then also AJ getting to the paint, doing some different things. Like they've done a good job of that. They took a lot of outside jump shots. They relied on it. And then you guys, I believe both of you played in Nebraska. I've never played. I've called games there. It gets loud. I turned to Matt LePay during the about 18 minutes of the second half and said, I'm uneasy right now. Like all it's going to take is for Nebraska to bang a couple of threes because that's what they do. They're the number one team as far as three-pointers made in the Big Ten average 9.6 a game, like they're going to make some threes. How do you handle that? Wiltshire banged a couple of threes. That led to a couple of turnovers from Wisconsin instead of getting shots. Then all of a sudden, Nebraska's out running again, making more shots, and that fan base just they, – they rise up, man. It's a tough place to play. I mean, they've already got Purdue there. They've got Michigan State there. Um, I had Nebraska-Maryland when Nebraska's on the road. 
they were horrendous on the road. Like they can't win on the road right now. They got to figure that out if they want to be an NCAA tournament team. But at home, completely different. And Wisconsin just didn't weather it. Um, I thought they got away from what they do so well, taking good shots, taking care of the ball. And then all of a sudden, Nebraska started making some threes. And, and you know, it, it kind of got away from them. I'll say this, though. Like, even when it got away from them, Max Klesman gives you 11 straight, and you still got a chance to get it. You just don't close it out. You know, there's some couple of things that don't go your way on the defensive end, which needs to be tightened up. We're sitting here February 2nd. And I think this team still has room for improvement. And they're eight and two in the league with a big one coming up on Sunday. But like, there's still room to grow on that end. And Josh and and Jordan, you know that. Like, that's the one area that's kind of like this. This team is really good, but this team could be great with just a couple more adjustments and togetherness on that side. And it's not a lot, but it's just a couple of little things. I feel the same. I feel the same way because I feel like they have the individual pieces defensively. When you think of Chucky, I mean Chucky's a phenomenal on the ball defender. You think about some of their wings and Tyler's versatility to guard multiple positions. AJ has a you know. I feel like we have the the pieces. It's just something hasn't gelled uh, consistently on that end of the floor. And it's one of those days today. Long film session because it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to have a couple turnovers and mistakes, but to have that many unforced turnovers and bad shot selection poor defense, all those things. Not a fun day at the, at the office for the team, but but to your point, they did a lot of good things too. Uh, they, and that's the thing. Like This team is really good, and this is one of those games that you look at that you hope doesn't affect the Big Ten Championship because you're in play. I mean, like Purdue will probably lose one more. Um, and then can you split with Purdue? Right, like that's the question that I have. Like that's why it Sunday makes, is so it, important. It, it makes like, this weekend a little more of a not a desperation must win, but it makes it a little more critical than maybe it was uh, twenty four hours ago. Well, it is, and I this is crazy. Uh, Brandon put this out there today. Uh, there's only been five teams, Brandon Harrison. There's been only five times that the Badgers have played at the Kohl Center with two teams in the top ten. Yep. Uh, it, it, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. When both teams were in the top ten, it's only happened five times. The Badgers are three and one. I played in two of them. One was against Pitt. One was against yeah. Ohio State. We won both of those. But it's one of those situations that, like, when you think about the matchup and what this really is on Sunday, like, it's going to be a great college basketball game. That, that's one of those dumb stats, though, because there's been if there's been four of those, there's been like at least eight <laughs> yeah. more where it's been like two eleven eight versus twelve. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the ten yeah. eleven nine. Like, <laughs> so, but but like, I know Josh, you played in one. What was what were you guys ranked when you played Duke the first time? Yeah, we were ranked two, and they were four. Was, so that, that was one of them. That was yeah, one we lost. Okay. That was one we lost. Yep. Yep. That yeah, that was the only one you lost. Huh? Come on, Josh. Come I know we ruined it. Yeah. We had we had me and Josh were having a conversation this afternoon. How how good about how good this team could be? Um, in my opinion, the conversation was about uh, how they stack up from a game planning standpoint to Josh's fourteen fifteen team. And it was, I said it might be tougher. I'm not saying they're a better team. I'm saying they might be tougher to game plan for because they have five guys that might just go off schedule at any time. Like kind of, they might have five guys that just get in the paint at any time who will take a shot off a pick at any time. Not again, not saying that they are more talented. I would say, Oh, your team with Doe before you got hurt, I would say that team is right there. Um, So how good do you think this team can be in three questions? How good do you think they can be relative to the, to the other Badgers? Where do they stack up in terms of the all-time great teams? And who's the best player on this team for you? 
Yeah, okay. So I think first, where do they stack up as far as, you know, with this is what they can do. I mean, they really have six guys that can come in and give you double digits. Seven, to be honest. They can give you double digits. Now, John Blackwell, I think, has kind of hit that freshman wall a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I, but but he's a kid that I fully believe will get through that. Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be another wave of a John Blackwell's like, okay, here he is again, right? Like, I think he more than anything, he's got lost just in the depth a little bit of how good this is. We haven't even talked about Connor Siege. And I think Greg's done a great job of bringing Connor along defensively. He's had some struggles, so you can't play. We've seen that throughout the Big Ten. But when Greg puts him in situations, I think Greg's been fantastic about this, putting him in situations, reading who the other team has in, and then drawing up plays for Connor. And Connor's still knocking down shots in those situations. You know, he won the big part of the last Nebraska game at home, came in, had scored, I think, like 14 points. And it was like three set plays that Greg ran for him. He made all three of them. It gave him a nice little boost. So as far as that goes, the deepest team, this probably is the deepest Wisconsin team, right? Like now the question becomes the greatest. I, I don't they, like they don't have a first round draft pick. Like, yeah. like, like AJ is not, a, he's not there yet. Like if anything, AJ is a second round. Like Josh, you guys had two first rounders. Like I'm, I'm aware, Brian. Gift. I'm aware, Budgie. Like, <laughs> like, pump the brakes here when they say that. <laughs> now, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't have been as good as you, right? Like, does that like? I, th- th- when I say that, like, talent wise, it's not there. But the way that they come at you in waves, it's scary. And then the group that I was on with Tuck and everybody, like, that's 20 years ago. So it's so tough to kind of compare it to it. Like, the game like, was so different, right? Down. Yeah, like it's so different, like. The league now, or back then, was so physical. Now they've changed the rules dramatically. Like, it's it's crazy how – I don't want to say soft because the Big Ten still is probably one of the most physical leagues out there. And I think that's why there's a struggle in the NCAA tournament because I've talked to a couple of coaches now over the last couple of weeks, and it's like you, know, you get officials that you haven't seen all year, and they bang your – you know even if it's not your star player or your best player, but you're banging your third best player with two quick fouls. You go to the bench, your rotation's all screwed up. Now what do you – like, so that's tough for the tournament. But, um, yeah, I would say that – and what was the third one? Jordan, I forgot the third one. What you asked me? Who's, Who's the, the best, best player? player? Yeah. I think AJ's the best player. Now, the most valuable, Stephen mm-hmm. Kroll. And I think that showed up against Nebraska. Two mm-hmm. shot attempts. Where was he? And I think he's a guy, even, and I, I get it, like double team the entire game. Nebraska does what they do in the league and the NBA. They double team from below if they double team. They don't come from up top and they X out the backside. So it's a different look than what most double teams that he gets. But he was not nearly aggressive enough against Nebraska and it just kind of got away from it. So I think he's the most valuable, though, because he's a guy that can pass so well, can score, and he's done a great job stretching the floor this year. Like, He's been really good at just knowing when to take that shot, not forcing it. And then what do they do in the ball screen stuff that they've run? He's kind of a big key in what they're doing with that, too, as far as the dribble handoffs. The hard rolls to the front of the rim gets that defense to suck in. Now you're get now you spraying that thing. Chucky's coming off that, reading everything. So like, I think that's part – like, AJ, okay, if you need a bucket, hey, you're a bad man. Go do your thing, man. Like, But can you rely on that time and time again – can you run four straight possessions of that? No, you can't, right? So that, that I mean, but AJ is your best. Your most valuable, I think, is Steve. 
You don't think Stephen Crow could be? Where, where do you think he could be in terms of NBA potential? Is he a, is he a draft pick? Yeah, I hate NBA? these conversations with this NBA stuff because nah, the, league is so, the league's ridiculous. Like they're gonna take they're gonna take um, potential versus who you. I actually had a conversation with a with a scout in the in uh, in Lincoln yesterday, and I said, "What's your thoughts on?" They go, "Well, we know who he is." I said, "What do you mean you know who he is?" Like, yeah, he's a winner. I said, you guys, I said, that's the problem with you guys because I, I don't want to be in that world. So I just want to, that's the problem with you guys. You guys want potential. You guys want that. You know what I want? I want guys that know how to winners. win. Like there's a value in that. That's a skill set. And to me, the NBA, that's not a skill set that they value. Anymore, they don't yeah. care if you're a winner. Yeah, like anymore. winning is one of the, like that to me is a skill set that nobody pays attention to at the next level. Give me a guy that knows how to win 100 times out of 100 times. Like I'll, I'll, I'll scheme it. I'll do that. But I know I can give him the ball or I can, we could put five on the floor with two minutes and they're going to find a way to close out the game. Might not be pretty, but we're going to win to find a way to win it. And that's I, so, yeah. I, 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 would, I would argue even not just winning, but like success is a skill set. Oh, yeah. Learning, finding a way, like you might even be on a team that's okay, whatever, uh, first round of the tournament team, but you're a three, four-year guy and you found a way to average 18 points and make drab, drag along guys who aren't as talented. Like, if you can figure it out at that level, I feel like you should, you can figure it out at the next level. I also think that if you go to, if you're the best player, objectively, whatever, on a Final Four Elite Eight team, I almost think that should be a, a borderline guaranteed draft pick. Like, <laughs> like, I don't just, like, like, you know what I'm saying? But, but part of it is, like, we were all in this. We were all in that. Like we lived that. Like we just see everyone yeah. go Boston. Like, all right. Like did more than him. Like didn't score <laughs> as much, but did more than him. Did oh okay. And then what happens three years later? You see them overseas already when you're been over there and you don't get your shot. Like it's it's nuts. Because but they get the paychecks. So it it is what it is. It is. It is what it is, and I think the the craziest the craziest thing about it is like the questions you get asked in some in that process is like I remember I got asked how can I guard Russell Westbrook and I no like what, what? like what, you want me to lie to you like yeah sure like, yeah, I guess like I'll go stand there but anyway that's neither I asked that because. With, with that being said, can Stephen Crowell be a draft pick? Because you said Josh's team had two first round draft picks, but. I would argue this team potentially has two first round. I could see John Blackwell getting to that, getting to that threshold. I could see, is he there now? Of course not. But yeah. I could see AJ store get in there. Um, I could see I'm getting down. I'm not going to go down the whole rabbit hole, but Nolan winner is another guy mm-hmm. who is going to get. No, 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 that's, that uh, I'm glad so, you said that. Cause I, I do too. Like now Nolan's got a lot of, there's, there's a lot of growth still there. Of course. But the way that like, and, and, like, and here's the reason I like you say it like that, because what does he do so well? He's mm-hmm. a seven-footer that can shoot the ball extremely well. Well, what does that do? Like, that fits what the NBA wants. The NBA wants bigs that can shoot. They don't want a big with the back to the basket. That's why we see Zach Eady. But crying a lot, guys, I just saw Drew Timmy broke his foot with the Wisconsin Herd. I looked at his stats. He mm-hmm. averaged, I think, nine and five in 21 minutes. And you're talking about one of the all-time best to play college basketball. And you can't tell me he's not good at basketball. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, Now, does he fit what the NBA wants? No, right? And it's a system and it's a this. And, and I get it. Like, I, I understand that the rules are just a tad di- – like, and I I understand all that stuff. But give me a guy that, that knows how to win and, and um, you know, give me those guys. But that's why I'm talking about it, not getting paid coaching it or scouting. So, I mean, there's a different <laughs> score, right? if, if If A.J. Store 
if let's say this team makes a final four run and AJ Store goes crazy, similar to averages twenty in the tournament, similar to how a Sam did. And I was gonna say go even, get your money, young fella. And even and Steve, I would say Stephen, let's say Stephen Crowell as well. I would then argue that both of those guys would be considered maybe not Steven, but I, Steven would be interesting, but I, AJ Steve for sure be would be a draft pick. Yeah, I could see Steve being a two way, right? Like, and that, and that's completely changed the game because now I hate the two ways. I love the two ways and I hate them all together because I think there's a lot of kids. Now I don't think Steve would fall on that, but there's a lot of kids that get bad advice and then they live the two way life. They think they've made it in reality. They haven't made it. And in three or four years, they're overseas. And when they could have gone back to school one more year, you know, fix that craft a little bit, but they've lived their dream. They played in a couple of NBA games. And so, I, I mean, I get all that stuff. I just, that's a, that's a different day, different conversation. Yeah, it is. Shit. I don't know. Nowadays you get on that two way for a couple of years, you low key. I mean, you might, you might well, you, a little the bit. Money, the, money, <laughs> yeah. the money they've invested <laughs> in it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, your two way no, still isn't, saying, your, right. isn't your first round guaranteed money deal either. Right. Right. One one thing you also said that stood out to me was about the rim run, which I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to, but again, part of that conversation Josh and I had was Coach Guard's ability to scheme these guys into positions of success as well has been incredible. I'm we're on the record saying that I'll talk about that every episode if I have to. Like it, yeah. it's incredible, and the rim run is something that I don't know if I've ever seen at Wisconsin basketball. I talked to them this summer about that, and coach, like Coach Gar kind of hinted at it, and I was like, "Man, I wanted them to go get one of those, uh, one of them African dudes that just go run straight to the rim, throw it in the <laughs> air, and he gonna go." But Stephen Crowell's done an amazing job of that. So I guess just talk about you know who's been behind that and 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 um, the uh, impact it's had on the program on the team. Yeah, I think the rim room stuff's just been been Greg kind of allowing himself um, and everyone else to realize like, hey, not that we have to play fast, but we've got the people to do it. Let's have that first wave of attack. Let's put pressure on the rim that way. If it's not there, let's get to that ball screen action um, and then go from there with what they've run. And I think adding Kirk Penny to the to this staff has been huge for this team. Like it's Kirk is such a great dude um, and his demeanor is so needed. He's just calm, collective, but he's so smart with what he's got. You can see just a little bit of the tweaks that he's done that Greg's allowed. And that's the other thing that like – I just laugh because Greg doesn't get nearly the amount of credit that he should. Most coaches aren't allowing all those people and all those conversations to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we, like we, you know, like it's just reality. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all yeah. play for a guy that it took some time to change a little bit, right? Like yeah. there wasn't a <laughs> yeah. lot of adjusting to what it is. It's this is what we're doing. We're going to be good at it, and and that's the bottom line. And you can win doing that way. Like, and yeah. you won a lot. We all won a lot that way. So I'm not saying that's wrong, but by any means. But that's where, where I really do give Greg a whole bunch of credit to adapting to the way the game is now. Like, it's changed. And Greg's changed with it. And you know, I've talked about, you know, the rim run and stuff, just that initial wave. They've gotten some really good stuff early on in possessions that yeah. wasn't necessarily there. But then you'd see times where, you know, Greg would be running a whole bunch of stuff for Connor and Connor's getting three minutes, but like he's taking advantage of Connor being able to shoot the basketball with yeah. play calls that he has for him um, or John or no, whoever might be, might be coming in when it needs to slow down. And I think that's been the biggest thing. And I love what Chucky's done. Like Chucky's gotten this team in good situations all the time. His scoring's down. 
after the Michigan State, Izzo said, hey, he's a lot like Mateen Cleaves. And I said, hey, if you're being mentioned as Mateen Cleaves, as a winner, as, as sacrificing for the group, like that's what this is about. We all know it. Like what makes Wisconsin special is you got a group of guys that will sacrifice for the guy next for, next to you. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't happen in a lot of locker rooms. Mm-hmm. But we all have that common goal of like, all right, you know, like hey, the group I played on, I probably could have scored 16 a game. I think I had my senior year, I scored 12. But, mm-hmm. you know, met Marcus got a couple. And, you know, uh, Joe and, like, everybody that was there followed the roles, and that's why you were good. Because how do you – like, how do you prepare for that? You can load to the ball if you know one guy's going to take 20-some shots. And that's what we saw a little bit in Nebraska. A.J. took way too many shots. Everyone loaded to A.J. The yeah. driving, all that stuff wasn't there. But when they're getting that ball moved and they like that first half, shoot, everybody was touching that thing. That ball was moving so well. You didn't know how to prepare. You didn't know what to do. It was the next guy up. It was one more swing. <laughs> Boom. Max Klesman with a with a three. All right. This time down, Max just hit it. Chucky can drive in the lane with a drop. Like all those things are in play because everyone wants to sacrifice for each other. That's that's just kind of why. If you ask me what's the difference, what's the word? that I you know, use for Wisconsin basketball, it's unselfishness. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this year, too, do you, I think you hit on it. You don't know, again, you don't know where the ball is going to go. Even for me, even on the, some of my teams, and we had John and myself and your teams, you had you and Tuck, and he had Frank and Sam. Like, you still kind of – the ball moved, but you knew where the ball was going to go. Like, you knew you knew it was going to end up, right? Yeah. And, and this yeah. team, like you said, I think it's so unique in the variety that you have. Are you – you can't. There's not enough time and shoot around and two days before a game to come in and say, "Oh, we got to be ready for Connor a season coming off these pin downs. We got to be ready for Max Klesman to go one on one or AJ Store to get down." There's just not enough time. Like there's just there's just not. There's, so not that's what makes time. them good to me. There's, there's not enough prep guys. Like I've talked to a lot of these coaches that when I'm calling games and they'll all go to me, "Man, your guys are looking good." I was like, "Now, <laughs> yeah, they're my guys, but don't worry. Like I'm not going to shade the shade my commentary towards them. Like I, I'll, I'll treat you guys right, but." Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, they all look at me like, man, like they're just, they're a tough guard. Like, they're playing real well. They're playing together. And, you know, as, as far as scheming, like, you know, I talked to a coach and he's like, we did everything right. You know, all of a sudden, Max Klesman comes in, wins a game for him. Like, we did everything we were supposed to do. We were in a position we felt comfortable with. And then Connor CJ makes a couple of shots. We're like, where is this coming? Like, and again, they know that these guys can do it. They just don't know when, and that means you can't load. You can't do all the things that you have to do defensively yep. to try to stay ready, and and that's where this team's been really good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but, but to your point, Butchie, I mean, I think that that comes a lot from Coach Guard giving them oh. free reign to be free flow. I mean, AJ yeah, yesterday yeah, is a good example. I mean, AJ took a lot of poor shots part of the game, but you stick with it. You take the good with the bad, and and guys feel that confident confidence playing in the game, and I think that helps offensively. Overall, I know you got to jump here, Butchie, too. I, I want to talk yeah. Purdue a little bit. Zach, yeah. you know, what are we going to do? Is it a double team? Are we going to play them straight up and kind of give give the guards, uh, try to limit the shooting? What have you seen in calling your Purdue games that teams have done successfully, and what are we going to do? Or what yeah, should we no, do? I, this, this pot is called a shot of whiskey. That's what you're going to do. Take a shot of whiskey before this game. <laughs> um, that, nice that, that's what you're going to do. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, Zach's nice so nice hard plug. because, like, like what do you what do you do? Like, pause, pause, you pause. saw Northwestern. Northwestern's had a really good game plan against him. Now, everyone wants to talk about the free throws difference and that. Uh, I mean, to me, I haven't 
I haven't had Northwest. I actually have Northwestern tomorrow. Um, I think Chris was more upset at Jones's hook versus the foul, the number of free throws, right? Like that, it was an offensive foul. You, if you looked at the baseline, it's an it's yeah. a hook to get around there. Like you got to get the ball. You're down three. You give yourself a chance. You don't call it. It goes the other way. So that's where I think he got upset. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, Zach, he's getting fouled every. I mean, there's contact every, every place, every place. So yeah, you can't get mad about that. Every possession. But I think as a big myself, what I would do. Uh, and I'm glad I don't have to do it. But I'm going to start my battle at the free throw line with him, man. And I'm going to try to make sure that I'm physical with him from the free throw line down. And he's going to bury me a good amount of times. That's fine. Like, it's the reality of what it is. But if I started high enough and he catches middle of the paint versus down below, I've won. Like, even if he makes that shot, like, I've still won. I've done my job. I've made him into a 12-foot, 10-foot jump hook guy versus – uh, hang on the rim, sl- put it, you know, in a slam dunk, like that, yeah. or, or a two foot jump hook. Like that's what you've got to do. You've got to get and you've got to fight for inches. If you can make it, you know, or, or feet, right? Like if it's a two footer versus a four footer versus you look at percentages, like, like that's the reality of 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 how you try to do that. And then their guard play's been so good, though, guys. Like their yeah, guards. Braden Smith is Braden Smith is tough. He's a uh, uh, he's a. Uh, Go I was going to say the challenge with that, Butchie, though, is I think Painter does a great job of not just, hey, Edie, run down to the block and post up. Like, usually it's a curl screen action to get in the post. Oh, the oh. big's got to help. Or it's a ball screen action where Edie's setting a ball screen and rolling and then getting his position. So that that's why I think Painter does such a good job of, of leveraging that. So, uh, you know, that makes it tough to meet him at the free throw line and get it. So he's going to get it on the block or it's eight feet. So then it's, do you, yep. do you, do you take the one-on-one matchup and let him go for 25, 30 and try to limit the rest of the guys? Or are we going to send a double and, and hope they miss threes? You know? Yeah. I go for the one-on-one because yeah. the double is a spray, right? Like for me now, I think at times you can you mix it up. The other part, if you're going to go one-on-one though, this is key. And you guys both know this as guards, like your ball pressure has to be elite. Mm. Like your ball pressure for those entry passes. Ha- like, and I know you can throw these seven fours that you can get away with this every <laughs> once in a while. But you have to make that. Just throw the timing off a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's where, like, if you do go single, um, now all of a sudden your guards, you have to ask a lot more of your guards to be aggressive and make that make those passes. Give me some air. Like, give, give me an extra one or two seconds where maybe I can get a deflection or my help side is there to make it a little bit harder. Just, just the activity in general has to be yeah. great, not just the yeah, activity in general. So I mean, you got it's a five, right? Like we talked about defensive for this Wisconsin team. This will be a great test on the defensive end because they all have like you have to guard as five here. We got to rebound yeah. as five too. That yeah, rebound yes. I think is yeah. before before we let you skate, man. Give us uh, give us uh, Purdue wins and why, and who's the X factor, and Wisconsin wins and why, and who's the X factor, real quick. Yeah, no, I think when you look at this, uh, Purdue wins if. And I'm gonna go with this, but but uh, Fletcher Lawyer man knocks down some threes. It's a name that you know not talked a lot about, right? Like, but mm-hmm. it's one of those like we've talked about Braden Smith. We talked about all the other guys, Edie Jones, all of them. Like, but I just think something that Fletcher does, like when he's rolling a little bit, I mean, he's shooting 42 percent from three. Like, it's a pretty good clip. So, like, I think he would he'll have to knock down some threes for them. When if Wisconsin wins. This is this is a game that, and we've seen it once already, and it resulted in a Big Ten championship. I think this is a Chucky Hepburn game. I really do, and not like I'm talking like triple double ish type deal. 
right? Like one of those where like he's that active. He's aggressive. Like he's aggressive. He's getting others involved. He's like all of that. Like, and the reason I say that is because the really the only team that's given him a hard time has been Northwestern. And that's what Boo's done. Like Boo Booey has taken over the game at times from that spot. And I think that like you got to have elite guard play to beat Purdue. Northwestern really probably should have won twice. I mean, that floater that Boo had to win the game, like they're in a situation to win on the road in Mac. They did it once already at North, you know, in, in Northwestern. So I think I think it's a chucky game as far as just being ultra aggressive, knowing when to attack, when to score, when to get others involved, and then um, you know coming down like I said, rebounding is five. I mean, Chuck is going to have to rebound the basketball, and and that's one of those things that you know you look at the average is three a game. It's one of those where like you. You're going to have to come and help all. Interesting Chucky stat for you guys. It has been since December 16th that he has taken more than two free throws in a game. Mm -hmm. So it has been 10-plus games since he's gotten to the free throw line more than once, which I think, to your point, Butch, that's not to throw throw shade on Chucky, but he's done a great job leading this team. But to be more aggressive as a point guard – you know, there's got to be a game or two. You, you, you're getting fouled at the end of the game. You're getting a bonus situation. You're doing something where you're getting a line more than once just by being more aggressive. So I'm with you. But, yeah, I think if he can be more aggressive holistically and not scoring but just a little bit more aggressive trying to get his and maybe get to the free throw line, draw a follower too, like I think that's going to be uh, important for Chucky as well. Did, did Joey send you that stat, stat, stat boy, or did you look at it? I was looking at it because I'm like, damn, I feel like Chucky <laughs> hasn't been that aggressive. And I'm like, he hasn't shot – he hasn't been in the line more than once in a – Two months? That's crazy. You you, you know looked that up earlier when we were having the conversation. You said, "Who gets fouled?" Yeah, you already knew. You had you were waiting to drop that in there. I already know it, man. Interesting <laughs> that the triple that double is, is a the triple double is a sensitive topic in this in this uh, on this podcast for this reason. Josh Gosser is the first Wisconsin Badger to get a triple double. Did you know that in Wisconsin history? I didn't know that. Two weeks Was prior, Jordan Taylor. Gosh? No, it was against Northwestern. Two weeks prior, Jordan Taylor would have been the first, but Mike Bruzewitz won. I love you, Mike, but you bum for missing (laughs) missing from the corner. And two, everybody's on the bench telling Josh, oh, you're one assist away. Nobody told Jordan. That's crazy. That's that's, that's crazy. Did you third person yourself, though? Yes, I did. I absolutely okay. third person myself. I just myself. wanted to check. Yes. I just, you know what? A- <laughs> I'm a guy worried about my lawn. You're a third person still. You got some. Exactly. You got some time to pull up still. I it's still, all right. I still. No, I don't. I still. I'm still bitter about situations. I'll never let that go. I'll third person that shit until the end of time. <laughs> Mike can. Mike can go to hell, man. I love you though, Mike. That's my dog, man. Also, shout out Boo Booey, man. Shout out Boo Booey. He's been doing his thing. But listen, Butch, appreciate you for coming on, man. That's love. I know you got to jump. Love what listen to you on the Big Ten Network and on Badger Sports Radio. Uh, keep doing your thing, and I'm sure we'll see you down the road. Sound good, boys. Like, excited to see how this finishes for this group. They're eight and two. They're just fine. Like, I mean, you lose one, but you're halfway through Big Ten play, eight and two. You got to be happy with your at with where you're at. Now it's you know you get two shots at Purdue still as well. Like, at least it's not where they where they only get one. Like, based on the way the schedule is. Like, yeah. hey, you got the two best teams in the league. I think that's fair to say. And they're going to play each other home and home. Like, it sets up perfect. Go win some games. And we're good enough. Beautiful. We got a good-ass squad. So, hey, they got a shot. Yep. Well said, man. Keep bringing the energy down there, man. We'll catch you next time. We'll let you skate, man. Appreciate it. All right, boys. We'll see you. Thanks. All right. All right.